Welcome to Holiday Movie Marathon, a long shot production. Holiday Movie Marathon is a concept that a lot of people do. We attempt to watch one scary movie every day throughout the month of October. After we watch the movie, we then discuss it, talk about our likes, our dislikes, standout moments, and give a rating. You can watch along with us, or you can just listen to the commentary on movies that you know and love. We hope you listen along and enjoy. Cape Fear, October 7th, 6th, 2022. Plot summary, go. Um, Robert De Niro plays Max Cady, who is a convict who gets out and makes it his life mission to exact revenge on the his criminal defense attorney who withheld uh, possible possibly exonerating evidence in his case. So he blames him for all the years he spent in prison. Um, and then he terrorizes his family psychologically and physically, hurting people close to them, murdering them. Just an absolute psycho. Yeah. And, and, he, and he blames his lawyer for that. Yeah. Even though it was true. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's an important thing. Yeah, it is. It's an important thing because it's a, it's a question that you have to grapple with as a lawyer, it, especially a criminal defense lawyer. So you have to, like, for the system to work, you have to zealously represent your, your client no matter what, even if you know he's guilty, because you've got to make the other side earn it. Right. Because it's for, it's not for that, it's for the broader system that you need, you know, you need that zealous representation, although... Wait. Yeah, hold on. Which is why, what's this, Robert De Niro mm -hmm. learns all of law to discover that fact, mm -hmm. and then he learns all of law and literature in order to make that point to this guy and terrorize his life because he made the mistake of not representing or not doing the right thing by his client by doing the thing mm -hmm. that he was supposed to do as a lawyer. He, he figured out what went wrong and even though he was wrong, he totally should have gone to jail. Psycho. And if, what's the lawyer guy? The main lawyer guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> Nick Nolte had done the right thing in the first place, he would have been jail in jail forever, or he or he would have gone to court and been convicted probably because anyway. Yeah. That wait, what are you you're saying? What what you're, I'm getting at is if Nick Nolte's character had done the right thing in the first place, uh -huh. it would have saved him all the trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he because yeah. Because it if it was just the way they presented it, it probably was a slam dunk case anyway. That exactly. that, that promiscuity, especially that <clears throat> promiscuity <clears throat> report, such horseshit. I don't think that would be allowed. Now. Of course, he but had sex. She had sex with three different men in one month. Who okay. gives a shit? Right, but in the how 80s, does that have any? Yeah, but in, in the eighties and nineties, and then okay, so. I'm getting into the themes deeper here. Yeah, but, but but wait, we should yeah. pause. Okay. I think you're right, because even, even then, you know, this took place 
He said 77 is when the case was. Uh, it uh, might be. It might have been. It might have been enough to get off someone for rape. Right. It might have been. Right. Right. Honestly. Right. Yeah. So you can see that it yeah. is all. And because yeah. now, it, yes, nowadays, it right. wouldn't matter at all. Right. Back then, he yeah, he might have been like, this fuck, this fucking psycho has to be put away. Right. Even, Even though he's my client. Yeah. So he violates his, his <laughs> oath. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. My point to that, I would say, is as recently as, when was that case... 2013, 2014, that guy who raped a girl behind a dumpster totally got caught and then got a slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. Six months. Brock, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, Brock Turner, something like that. In the last 10 years, that happened. So, of course, in the 70s, it would be a a fear. and, And he did the wrong thing. You know, thinking that it was the right thing, but it was the wrong thing. But at the time, he mm-hmm. thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Okay, likes. <laughs> uh, I, I liked a lot about the story. I think it's really good. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, because mm-hmm. it plays on your fear. Mm-hmm. Like, how does he keep getting away with it? Mm-hmm. How can he keep mm-hmm. coming? Like, what is going on? Like, it, it really does a good job of, yeah, being like, what? Which leads into my dislikes. It eats eats away at your suspension of disbelief when it keeps happening. Oh, okay. In ways. I mean, that, that's yeah. Okay, I'll say my like. First of all, I liked so many things about it. I thought it was an amazing, amazing movie. My real like of this movie comes from the theme of this week, which has been '90s movies, and we've watched them and discussed them and fought over them. But this is a slasher film. That it, it is a slasher film, classic slasher film. I love that about this movie. It is the exact same structure as I Know What You Did Last Summer in that it's kind of a regular guy with supernatural powers. He should have died every single time, obviously, but he doesn't. He keeps being Freddy Krueger. And in the end of the movie, just like I Know What You Did Last Summer, he... You see him die, but and yet you don't. And imagine watching this in the movie theater. And especially 1991. No, I bet the general population missed a lot of this, of what happened in this movie on the first plot, on the first watch. Because they talk about all of these literature references that most people don't get. They talk about Nietzsche and... I bet 1990, my parents had never heard of Nietzsche, and I bet if I asked them about that today, they would have no idea who Nietzsche is. Your parents would, because <laughs> they, your dad would for sure. But in 91, a lot of, most people weren't talking that intelligently. And so when you watch this, you're like, okay, I, I think I'm keeping up with the plot, but am I? And also, it's scary, and it keeps getting scarier because it has rape themes. It has child molestation themes, and he does everything. He plays every one of those characters. A rapist, he plays a molester who knows how to seduce a little girl, Mm -hmm. for reals. It has amazing overarching theme of Christianity and post-satanic panic, but it's 
it's so subtle it's almost you don't catch it he's got a giant cross on his back in the end nick nolte's character experiences stigmata and he literally washes his hands in the river of christianity that's how I, that's how i see it and then when you think back on the movie and you think of the ways that nick nolte talks to his daughter She's in her bedroom in her underwear, and yes, he's afraid that the stalker is there and watching her. Mm-hmm. But she's in her bedroom, and he tells her to put her clothes back on. She's not a child anymore. Mm-hmm. That is such a Christian yeah. idea of, like, now you're, you've gone through puberty, you have to put clothes on. And we don't really, I don't view things <sighs> like that anymore, but they did back then. The problem is it's... I don't know how to read it as... I, there were definitely Christian themes, but I don't know how to read it as commentary on any Christian Christianity. I think it was more used as set dressing, for lack of a better description. They're in the South. He th- he feels like he's a very godly man, even though he's an absolute fucking psycho. He still views himself as being morally correct, mm-hmm. morally just. And he gets that justification from, well, yeah, you were technically betrayed, but that's an absolutely non, there is nothing religious. That's absolutely secular. Mm-hmm. It could not be more secular. And you're pretending that his secular violation, which he violated in order to follow his own internal moral compass of this guy's a serial rapist, probably going to end up murdering someone better for him to be in prison that is a high that's a higher you know moral than than the law can provide because obviously the law has to be blind and neutral etc etc it's very important i believe this very much otherwise i would not have become an attorney but on some level it's the whole it makes me think about dexter like and i would be okay with a, a dexter if it was true you know he was truly only murdering other serial killers. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. I'm not okay with it because I know... You can't trust a vigilante because they have no... Exactly. There's... Yeah. Rules. It, it, well, it's just... It's, it can't exist. Mm-hmm. It, it's just impossible. And therefore, the best system is the one we have. There is a higher system, but we can't... As, as we are, as humans are now, we cannot get there. Anyway, I got a, I got a bit tangented. No, you didn't. That, you just you just agreed with me on everything. That's great. <laughs> I'm interested to hear what viewers think or listeners think because I I don't know how much we agreed just now. Yeah, I am so excited to post this. You know what? We're gonna do. Do you agree with James or do you agree with Megan? P- tell us in the comments because then. <laughs> We disagree on everything, but I actually think right now we're agreeing more than you think we are. Okay. <laughs> then I guess I didn't I didn't fully understand you then. So. Yeah, I we pretty much said okay. the same thing. Okay. <laughs> all, all of those things, yes, and the things I said before. I I think it all ties together because you have to see the thing in the end where he 
Did you notice the stigmata thing? I didn't. I couldn't tell what freaked him out there in the water. Okay. Because it was weird. It went from, like, I was like... That's when I realized all of the Christian themes that you just said, Uh they all came together in the end. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much... I, I don't entirely disagree with anything you said, really. <laughs> I just... <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so you can say you didn't... Oh, great. Dislikes. I did not like the direction of the black and white uh, oh, so flashbacks. Much I did not like a lot of the direction. I thought he was getting... Way, way up into his own ass. <laughs> I agree. And I, I agree also, with that. Uh, the other big, big problem for me was De Niro's accent. And I fully admit there are people that sound like that. I've just never met one. That sounds like an. That sounds like someone trying their damnedest to do a, a southern accent. And yeah. It just, it's so, it's so weird sounding. And I, I recognize that it might just be because it's De Niro and he has such a distinct voice. And so hearing him talk in any other way sounds weird. But I still feel like it was worse than that. Like, it was bad. Oh, okay. A bad accent. And it kept pulling me out of it. And we had to turn on subtitles so I could understand what the hell he was saying half the time. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Um... I had no problem with the accent. I could understand everything you said. I thought it was fine. But, but yeah, so talk about the weird negative flashes. Yeah, it, well, and it did it a lot. A in, lot. And in, like, weird moments, like, I think... I'm sure, they, con- the I'm idea, sure they connect. I think the idea was that any time it was like that, they were, like, Waking up, I think, were the times that they were used the most. The time she, the the wife, wakes up. There's there's a black and white scene, and then there's the time when he wakes up and sees him standing there smoking. That it's black and white. But, oh, it was also used during the sex scene. And then, like at least one other time, and it was just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? That, along with a lot of the really frantic camera movement, it worked really well in the second half of the film. But in the first half, it's like, why is this so herky-jerky? And, like, the, the I understand that this is trying to induce panic, but it's too early for that. Hmm. Like, it's supposed to start calm and ramp up. It The editing started off at 11. Mm-hmm. Already <laughs> frantic editing. That, that was another big problem for me. Yeah, I agree. And the camera work, the angles yeah. and the yeah. the uh, like super quick pans and zooms. Right, right. Yeah, but they ha- that may have been you know an early Baz Luhrmann. Uh, you know, Baz Luhrmann watched that movie and was like, "Oh, I love that." Yeah. <laughs> and, <it laughs> and, then, is, and then he did that, is, and he did it well, it and he is, did it better. At, in my it opinion. is fun. Yeah. And it work like I said, it works in the second half. But a lot of times when movies do that, I feel like they're just getting too loose with it and just way too up their own ass, like art films, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, ratings? No, the the one thing you remember. One, one, one yeah. thing that stood out. One thing that stood out. 
Connor is right that every scene from that Simpsons episode is in this. It's not the whole it's movie. Sideshow, it's Sideshow Bob, right? Yeah, it's Sideshow Bob. I can't Bob. remember yeah, particularly. And I was waiting for Juliet Lewis to sit and recite the poem while they waited for the boat to <laughs> land with all the cops there. Because that's how the Simpsons episode ends. Is he, he, said, he says something like, you can't sing the whole soundtrack to the HMS Pinafore. And Sideshow Bob's like, oh yeah? And then he performs the entire HMS Pinafore show. And as he's singing the finale and then ready to kill Bart, then they crash into the... And all the police are there and they arrest him. So I was honestly waiting for that to happen. Mm. But like the, the, the scene in the theater with him laughing, although in The Simpsons, he is smoking, but Homer is doing the obnoxious laughing. And Sideshow Bob gets up and turns around and yells at him to stop. Stop. Because it's funny! <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So those those moments stood out to me, the ones that I recognized from that episode. <laughs> Okay, love that. Um, what stood out to me? So, so many things I can't even choose. Like, oh, the acting was amazing. The direction, you know, the the cam the cinematography, I guess we need to call it that because that's the distinction. The cinematography, eh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not my favorite. But the direction of the film I thought was brilliant. The films the, the scenes that weren't bullshit. <laughs> like the, the black and white. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that cin- cinematography. And, yeah. Yeah. Um So I'm I'm going to choose the literary references. I think yeah, I think I'm interested in a lot of because a lot yeah. of those went over my head. Yeah. I, I've never fan. read any of those books, but I know what all of those books are. I knew I, a lot of them were, but I didn't know. I didn't recognize the the three that he recommended and then left for her. The sexist something something and sexist. Yeah, yes. I've yeah. Never, I've never heard of those. So all of those are very classic literature that if you were white and highly educated, you would know about. I mean, you yeah. are, you are, but I mean back then. Back then, yeah. yeah. Education was so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you were a lawyer, you knew all those literary works yeah, because yeah. you would have had an English undergrad. Right. Now you can do it so many different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was the point was the dad's a lawyer. He's got all these books on his shelf, which yeah. you know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> and your dad has tons and tons of different philosophical and literary books on every bookshelf. Yeah. And he's read all of them and remembers everything from them. So Nick Nolte's character knows all of those literary references and has taught them to his daughter, Juliette Lewis, mm-hmm. which is why it's watching it. She's supposed to be a 14 year old, but she does already know a lot of literature that even most adults don't know, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, totally. which is why when they have a little back and forth and it's very, very deep, like mm-hmm. this yeah. is what I mean, but the general audience, like they think, eh, I, I know that like exactly like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what they're talking about, but I haven't read it. Right. And the the poem he had her memorize, or the one he had her like really look up those three pages. Yeah. Super nasty, old school, seventeenth century yeah. literature literature of some horny guy mm-hmm. writing shit, which went against. It, it was subversive norms. at the time. Went yeah. against norms, so. All of that is my standout. I, I think that is really, really amazing writing and directing. 
See, there is, yeah, I, I, I both like it and I both, and I also don't, because it does feel a little bit pretentious. Right. I think, I think it's meant, I think it's written to talk over the general audience to make you feel dumb. Right, but I also can't help but think that Scorsese is like, yeah, I'm so smart. Obviously. You guys don't get it, because I'm so smart. Obviously. You have to think that way if you're a movie director. (laughs) You if you're to. a successful one. Yeah, I don't think you have to. You don't he, have he to. He certainly does. He's Scorsese. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Scorsese can feel pretentious sometimes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Love it. I like the pretentiousness of it. Yeah. I guess I'm pretentious. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I would. I like pretentious things. Um, the very last thing I want to say is that I talked about, I, I think this is a classic slasher structure yeah i think it's basically it has so much in common with i know what you did last summer that it kind of is it's blowing my mind so here's a good (laughs) here's a good illustration of why i liked this and didn't like i know i know you did last summer because yes he this is i am way more comfortable saying yes absolutely this is slasher because he is he does have rules his rules, though, are that he is, he's basically human, but he's just barely more than human. He's doing these things that are just barely outside the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. And, but it feels consistent and grounded and real, whereas the things in, I know what you did last summer, the, the feats that the killer has to do felt way, way out of tune with each other. Okay. Yeah. I see you and I hear you and great, great contrast. Yeah. I happen to like the way that I know you did last summer did it, but that's okay. We've been, we've been. Uh, Rating out of five. Well, with the 0.5 rule that you said, 3.5. I was just going to go with three, but I'll go with 3.5. Okay. Um, four. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic. It's a great movie. Nothing overtly wrong with it other than those weird negative scenes. I don't... I didn't get it. There probably is a better... Like a... Oh, it's every time X is Y. I don't know. But I, I didn't get it. It just, it just <laughs> felt... It, again, felt pretentious to me. Yeah. yeah. Some of these movies, I really wish that we could watch them at the movie theater. I wish you could, like you were saying, experience it at the time mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Not just, not just. Oh, they're in. It's in the theater again. That's that's not what I care about. I care about like going to the theater in 1991, watching Cape Fear. Oh, how weird is the airport scene? Like these people who aren't getting on planes are just walking up to the get. Like the mm-hmm. pre-9/11 airport scenes always get me. Mm-hmm. Always. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And it's it's funny because I'm two years older than you. But I don't know. Did you, tra- did I, you travel remember, in an airport when I, you were little? And yes. Do you remember I, it being like that? Barely. I was too young to really comprehend it. The only way I, I really know it was missionary farewells. Yeah. Because you could go right up to the gate. Right. So I remember doing that. Here but, in Idaho Falls. No, in, in Salt Lake. 
Oh, in Salt Lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. And I remember that, too, because I definitely did that. Yeah. But, and then we went to, we went flew to Disneyland one year. Okay. But, don't, I mean, I remember the flight, but I don't remember the airport. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember. I, I never experienced a pre-9-11 airport as an, you know, as a fully functioning human. Yeah. I was a child. Yeah. So when I was 12, I'm still recording this, and I, I feel like it's important to say now on recording. It's not that important. I just want to, I just want to say it. When I was 12, uh, Bonnie and I flew to visit Tiara in, in California from Portland. So I remember walking with Bonnie through the airport, but our moms walked us up to the the gate. gate. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. You're not going anywhere. Exactly. And then someone will be there to pick them up at the gate. Exactly. (laughs) Now it's a whole deal because they have to navigate the entire airport by themselves. Right. Yeah. And it felt scary at the time, actually, because it was like, we're going on an airplane by ourselves. That is crazy. But nothing can happen to you on the airplane. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the stewardess knew that we were flying alone. Oh, yeah, totally. She came up and, like, gave us crayons, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is VIP. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it was scary, but, like, oh, my gosh so different so yeah i yeah i'm glad you said that about the airport scene because it's so truly crazy the difference yeah it is and so weird. and i don't think that i and again i keep talking about kids these days i i don't think kids these days understand <laughs> fully how it used to be so yeah. now we're gonna post this and force the kids these days to listen no one's listening no one younger than us is listening to this <laughs> they're gonna listen okay the end Oh, uh, oh, wait. Yeah, As Juliette Lewis's character oh, says at the end of the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that wait, is the perfect wait. way to wrap yes, it up. It is, but wait. That, that was another... There in, again, it, it almost feels like there was a different director in the first half from the second half. But the second half was much, much better. The first half felt disjointed and weird because it starts off with a completely disconnected soliloquy from Juliette Lewis about about Cape Fear. It's like a, I don't know, is a poem she wrote? Or is it a famous poem? And it just like kind of cuts off. Like she's like almost mid-sentence and it's just like, no, we're done with that now. Prison scene. <laughs> like, yeah, the first half is directed, I think, very poorly. Second half is directed perfectly. And I don't oh, know why. Okay. That's how I feel about the movie. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Hmm. That's my yeah, yeah. I I totally I I disagree, but I think that's okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So so the very very last <laughs> scene of the movie is <laughs> that it zooms in on Juliet Lewis's face after this whole conflict, and she says, "I don't remember what she says." Blah 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 blah. The end. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Was that supposed to be a continuation from the first scene? Is she... She's like, Cape Fear. They call it Cape Fear, but I never thought it was fearful. I liked it. It was nice. Boom! Prison scene. It's okay. so... Re- and then oh, no, this, you're right. You're so right. It, she's telling her... She's doing her thing that she was assigned. She's bookending. But she's doing that thing she was assigned. You know, she goes in and talks to her dad about it. And he's like, well, what are you going to write about it? She's like, oh, I'm not sure yet. That. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Very poorly communicated. I agree. It just feels weird. I agree, because I didn't pick that up. When they did that, I was like, I, my eyes rolled really hard. I was like, is that what the, this is? <laughs> I agree. I don't like that. I yeah. did not like that. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. You're right. Because I didn't, I didn't connect the beginning to the end. Blah. It's because it's I so hated disjointed. It. Yeah, right? <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ignore, I mean, I wonder... Those, snip those off, instantly a better movie. Yeah. You, you snip off those <laughs> that those 30 seconds on each side. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. This, this has, has been, been Holiday, Holiday Movie, movie Marathon, Marathon with James and Megan. Megan.